8th meeting of the Finance Committee in Aurora. Um, first order of business tonight, I don't have a is the election of officers for the Finance Committee. I'll be happy to entertain uh, nominations for chair. I would like to nominate Second. Okay, anyone else? All those in favor, it has to be a roll call vote. Has to be a roll call vote. Roll call vote. What was your last name again? Sorry, Coke. 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 And now accept uh, my nominations for vice chair, and I would nominate Natalie. Second. Second. Any other nominations? All those in favor? Oh no. Roll call vote. Second. Aye. Nicole's aye. George. Yes. Aye. 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 John? Yes. And finally, nominations for secretary. Uh, nominate Nicole Corbusiero. Is that right? Yeah. Good. Second. Anyone else? Mm -hmm. Roll call vote. Uh, aye. Nicole, aye. George. Aye. 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 Dave. Aye. John. Aye. And Jenna. Yes. <coughs> okay, my favorite part of the meeting. Is there anyone here with public comment? <laughs> there has been one person and she left before we got to comments. In 10 years? I've been here seven, so. It's okay. Okay, now, town administrator's fiscal forecast. Mr. Jim Hamlin. Sure. Uh, so through you, Mr. Chairman, uh, to the uh, committee, um, I added this in there. Uh, this is our first meeting, I believe, since June. Um, I finally got uh, to it after three years of pandemic and ebbs and flows in the economic world to put together uh, a, a fiscal forecast. Um, um, there'll be one that'll certainly come out uh, later this year, a little bit more detail looking forward. but. I just wanted to give the, uh, the committee an opportunity to, uh, if they had any questions, uh, to just know it would be a great time if, if folks have any questions about anything that I, uh, I put in there. I had a balance of, of positive news of good quality of life in Franklin mixed with um, all the inflation, interest rate, mortgage rate, bad news that we're seeing uh, on a day-to-day -day basis. So um, this was put out a little over a month and a half ago. So um, obviously a few things have changed, like gas prices have gone down a little. They're still well over a dollar per gallon, more than it was last fiscal year. Um, so while some of the dynamics are gonna change a little bit and maybe are more favorable, um, I think all of us would likely agree that the next uh, six months, 12 months, 18 months, 24, 36 months are gonna be a, a, a choppy ride. So uh, happy to answer any questions.
Jim, when will we see, um, just for this current fiscal year, the updated, is it called the control sheet? Because um, yeah. I think last time we looked at it, we hadn't, um, the collective bargaining wasn't finalized, so I don't know if we've seen it since it kind of finalized and fell through all everything. Dear Mr. Chair, so uh, the updated control, I was just mentioning this to Stephanie offline, um, so the November meeting, the Finance Committee, if I recall, it's November 9th, I believe, will look at the updated uh, control sheet with the updated state aid numbers. Uh, the host community agreements are gonna mostly go away. Uh, the legislature changed the law, so those host community agreements with the cannabis facilities will be gone. Um, a couple of other adjustments, um, like the MEC, Regional Dispatch Center bill came in. That's a little lower than we thought. So we're gonna make all those adjustments. The committee will look at it um, in, I think, November 9th to make a recommendation to the town council for their November 16th meeting. Okay, thank you. And we will also, just for uh, reference, met with the finance team staff we meet every Wednesday morning. Um, and we should by mid-October, but probably for that meeting as well, we will have an update on the first quarter local receipts. Uh, on meals tax, hotel tax, cannabis tax, all of that other stuff as well. I have anyone else? I have one question. Do we do we have any anticipated borrowing coming up of any consequence? And if we do, what do we did we build in the current rate structure? Great the, question. The good rate structure that we had when we bought a fire truck. So, um, yeah, the, the fire truck days, uh, again, that was a, uh, uh, a really uh, great move on behalf of the town uh, to get those trucks. Um, we anticipate borrowing, um, well, number one, to your point and to Nally's question a moment ago, um, the borrowing and all the numbers that have been done for this building as well as the Horace Mann drain with the school, um, all of those numbers have been identified in actuals and those will be reflected on the control sheet adjustments uh, in November. So those actuals will be there in terms of the bump up. I do believe, Chris told me earlier today, the cost for debt and interest will go up a couple hundred thousand, I believe, in this year's budget, so it's not too bad. Um, when we went to borrow for the Maple Hill open space in May, I believe we got a 3.45% interest rate so that was post the first rate hikes from the Fed Reserve, but that also reflected it the first AAA bond rating. Um, and uh, we anticipate the potential uh, of one more borrowing, potentially for open space, uh, within the next 60 days. And so we'll get another updated idea of what that interest rate will look like. Um, but suffice to say, the policies that we've implemented to get the AAA bond rating certainly are helping a lot. Okay. When do we go out for the Beavis Street? Twenty-five million bucks. It is not twenty-five million, George. You're, you're. That's, oh, that's, that's right. so twenty-twenty-one. Uh, <laughs> for yeah. the thirty million. It's <clears throat> yeah. Uh, well, I can't help but say it. Uh, you know that that the thirty-three million is a joke in and of itself to some degree. So the application for SRF has been, uh, has been applied for. I just want to note, as the treasurer reminded me today too, it's a 1.5% guaranteed interest rate because it's a state government loan and we get the half a percent off of being a housing choice community. So the interest rate on the Beaver Street is not our concern. 
the concern is the labor costs and the supply costs, um, which right now you're correct is a $33 million project, but that was to get the application in. Um, but I, I would fully expect that the cost of that will be uh, far higher, depending on when we go out to bid for it. We'll know the award from the state in like November, October or November, Carrie? Mm -hmm. October or November? So we'll know, we'll, we'll, we're, I can't speak ahead of it, but it's a very, very high priority for the state to do this project. Um, and so we anticipate getting approved then the big decision is going to be when to go out to bid um, and the financing of that is really the next big question that we'll have to entertain. But that's the big borrowings left, the foreseeable future borrowings, right? Those are the two that jump off. Those are the two that jump off and I've already illustrated and, and spoke publicly about this that the additional authorization that happened in 2020 for the Remington Jefferson remodel and the high school, uh, there's some, the, the visitor stands, there's some fiber legs, some other stuff at the high school, all those projects are completely on hold until uh, we understand where the labor market is, we understand where costs are. And to your point on those projects, not the Beaver Street Interceptor, interest rates are a huge factor with those other projects. Something came in and has left. Um, Oh, the police station is out there too, so. Police station Maybe is very, very far from being now. designed, located. Uh, I anticipate that the beginning of the next calendar year is when roughly the working group will start, hopefully. <laughs> um, I say that hopefully because in my forecast, you can see the Redbird Schoolhouse bids went up. The SNET Trail, there's a lot of dynamics, and so I'm not really sure exactly um, you know, when we're going to have the staff time to staff that working group to get the police station ready. But um, I think, uh, George, that's still years away, is my guess. And the other question I have is on the AAA rating. What would cause it to be back to AA or AA plus? Is there any? <coughs> Is there anything we should do to make sure that that doesn't happen, or is there anything we can do to make sure that happen, doesn't happen? Um, well, I'll, you know, and certainly if Chris or Carrie have ideas, they're more than welcome to come up. I would say one, um, managing our department budgets um, and making sure we maintain um, uh, the service levels within what we've already appropriated. Uh, that's always a good practice, just like at home. I think also the policies and reserves were clearly stated as issues that we have a lot of control. Um, and so, you know, the Community Preservation Act obviously helped. That's not going away. Um, and there were some other dynamics. Um, the two biggest causes for concern that I see are one, making sure we stick to our financial policies and making sure that we still make investments in reserves, just like the Commonwealth has done. And the second thing I have to say that's probably a big part of it is um, is what the future of development and growth are in Franklin. Um, I don't think any of you would be shocked to hear me say this, but you know the planning board applications are far fewer than a year ago. The ZBA is slowing down conservation. Um, you're seeing projects get rejected or criticized or uh, mitigated with significant restrictions. Um, all of that is a 
is a, is a sizable culture change in Franklin. And so where the town has been able to continue to make investments in the budget, our revenue source, our, property, our main revenue source is property tax revenues. So having healthy property tax revenues is good. Uh, but there's only so much you can do out of current ones. There has to be other, there has to be new stuff happening, whether it's private property, commercial property, residential. And I think that um, the stalling to some degree of growth and development, as well as the citizen viewpoint that um, put up the gates, let's not let anything else be built, um, actually then hinders our ability to make investments in our police and fire and schools and DPW to address those issues that people have. So um, those are the two things that I think we have in our control as a community in these circles to be able to maintain that AAA bond rating. Um, I don't know if there's anything else exterior, you know, or external rather, that, that Chris or, or Carrie have in mind, but that would be my, uh, that'd be my few minutes. Okay, anyone else? Thank you, sir. Um, CPA approvals. So dear Mr. Chairman, um, Speaking of the fiscal forecast, uh, we're uh, because we're meeting tonight, we're uh, asking uh, the committee to uh, approve, endorse, support an additional $50,000 from the Community Preservation Act uh, Trust Fund, um, in which the balance uh, is anticipated to be almost a million dollars. Um, we request $50,000 to be added to the Red Bird Schoolhouse project. I couldn't have timed it better myself because they just started the work two days ago. And if you go up there, you should check it out. Um, Alicia and I went up today, actually. Um, they're already done with one half of the building. Um, and I think some people are gonna be surprised to see what the real red brick looks like. Uh, we were, you can clearly see the difference. Um, and so that project, we only designed in April or March, and it was clearly gonna be 200,000. And then when the bids went out in June, they came back for 250,000, so we need the additional 50,000 to complete the project. Um, a question about CPA. I know it's on the tax bill, et cetera. What was the, I'll call it a take, mm -hmm. this year for the, what, what came in from the, tax, from the real estate tax revenue this year? What was the number? Do we know? 1.35 million? What, I was going to say 1.4. 1.4 million. Yeah. And then the state matches something. Uh, they matches, do. But our our uh, estimation is 400,000. Um, the firm number does not come out until November, I believe. The actual deposit, the whatever the letter we get. You know. right. so. Anybody else? CPA? Um, moving on to lost um, stabilization balances. Need a uh, oh, just to recommend the rep, the additional rubric schools. Oh, I I didn't. There was no doc paper for it. So um, discussion on rubric schools. Just a simple motion to recommend the fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, um, so I'd like to make a motion to approve the um, additional funds request for the Red Brick Schoolhouse of $50,000. Second. Roll call. Aye. 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 A
That's the end of it for this contract because the contract is signed, it's done, and uh, for this phase, which is the external work, the wood, the paint, the brick, the pointing, the doors, the windows, there'll I'm sure be an additional project for the interior, but I take them one by the time. Maybe we ought to move the rent to $2 a year or whatever it is. Yeah, I think it's, uh, I want to say it's 2000 a year, I think, yeah. Twenty-five hundred. I think it's twenty-four. Uh, 24. 24. They were the only bidder. Okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Alicia, who just moved to Boston, right, is like, I have anything for that. <laughs> it's like I'm twenty-four hundred a week. Uh, stabilization funds. Yes, Mr. Chair, I think Natalie, maybe a couple of other members had requested some comparables. Uh, so Alicia pulled together with Carrie's help. Thank you, Alicia. Uh, the, if you look at the chart, they put on here the numbers for 2022, the current uh, balances, um, and then compared that to 2021 and 2020. And as you can see, I think if you look at to your earlier question, Mr. Chairman, about what, how to maintain a AAA bond rating, look at the budget stabilization account over three years. And that's some of that, is a, is a automatic from free cash? Am I wrong? Yes, this is, yes, this is a minimum deposit we mean. That's right. So if it doesn't snow, we put some more. That's right. Okay. That's right. Yep. Will MEC stabilization cover the cost by then? I don't know what, or come close. Um, it will not, the current amount will not cover a full year. Um, but that being said, having almost a million dollars is probably 70% of what we, I would anticipate would be a full year by 25. So if we make a little bit more inroad on that this year and or next year, um, then uh, you know you'll, the town will probably be at 75 to 80%-ish of what a full year would be. And that's pretty close to what we had hoped when we started. So, all in all things being considered, I think it's in good shape. Uh, question: What's the what's the priority for these? When cash is available, how do we decide where it goes? Yeah. And through Mr. Chair, I would say general stabilization and budget stabilization. Um, in addition to the other ones, the fire truck and the recreation, those are normal policies, as you may recall, in the capital plan. But um, the general stabilization and the budget stabilization, um, you know, are probably the two biggest priorities. Um, you know, someday it's you know, as you know, I call the general stabilization the Dust Bowl account. That doesn't really ever get touched for bond rating purposes, uh, but we do have to maintain it and inch it up to make sure we stay up with the 5% recommendation. And then I would probably argue the budget stabilization uh, would be the next biggest priority. Um, you've seen all states, but Massachusetts in particular, the rainy day fund is, you know, I mean, we, we did the comparables, I think, Natalie, at one other meeting. 
you know, and clearly we were within striking range of a lot of our comparable towns, but really still pretty low compared to their reserves. Um, and as it was pointed out in the S&P report, that was obviously a, a, a big deal. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I have one more question that I ask all the time. At what point does the OPEP money get spent? We're sitting on 10 and a half million bucks, which is 10% of our entire budget, or a little less than 10%. Yeah. I mean, we keep putting it in. I mean, it's gone from 6.8, uh, six, around 6.8, Ten and a half million bucks in three years. Does it just flow in there forever and never come out? Yeah, in some ways, I think. I think um, yes. Uh, I will say, in, in all likelihood, in my tenure, <laughs> it's not going to come out, um, just because we still have a lot of liability to save up for. Um, the uh, state put out a report today about healthcare costs. Um, I probably don't need to tell any of you this. It's, it's obviously heading uh, drastically in the wrong direction. And so the cost of that fund probably will go up in terms of the liability. Um, I think the last time we had Dan Sherman in, um, I think he was looking out 20 or 30 years, if I recall. So, um, you know, someday when Alicia's retiring, <laughs> you know, it'll probably pay for my end of life care and maybe her health care. No. Seriously, I'm, I'm, I'm making a contextual joke, but it, I'm serious. It's probably 30 years away. I guess it mystifies me why there is, you have to put millions of dollars away for something that's a regular expense mm -hmm. anyway. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it isn't like it isn't in our budget. What is it, it was thir 12 or 13 million bucks this year. Yeah, it's, um, you know, the appropriation in every year. Um, you know, maybe someday down the line, you know, like we did do with the stormwater utility for that new division, we did bake OPEP into the operating budget. And a lot of towns are doing that when they have new accounts, new utilities, new programs, new departments, um, you know. Um, and so towns are doing that. We're now baking it into the cost of doing business. Uh, but the cost on an annual basis would just eat up money from other stuff if we were to do that in the operating budget. But at some point, that very well could be the case. Is this eating up money from other? Yeah, yeah. $750,000 out of uh, operating budget money. Yeah. And then 10% of free cash. So about $1.1 million a year. Yeah. So that's eating it up. Yep. All right, my brain's done. Um, <laughs> any other questions on stabilization? Just had a quick question. Yeah. Uh, how is the stabilization fund invested overall? Is there a percentage that needs to stay in cash, and do we tend to stay over that number, mm -hmm. especially in this environment and with inflation the way it is? So all those stabilization con accounts are basically pure cash, and I don't believe they're invested in anything that I'm aware of, especially. The one exception to that rule, um, some of these stabilization funds are literally um, uh, by our bylaw or resolution, like the recreation fields, is literally a piggy bank. So we deposit in an X amount of dollars each year, and then in 10 years, when the ball fields up at the high school and everywhere in town need to get redone, we pay for the big installation. So they're literally savings banks. The fire truck is a savings bank, the property one is a savings bank. The only one that's different that does get invested, to your point, Stephanie, is the OPEP fund 
other post-employment benefits, which is really healthcare, uh, public retiree healthcare. Um, that gets invested. Uh, we've made the choice to invest with uh, the state uh, PRIT uh, system, which has performed very well. And we just got an update. What was it, Carrie, last week? We had a meeting. Um, you know, the, the state officials came in and gave us an update on where things are at. But we invest with the state because they do a, a really good job. Okay. Is a portion of that cash earning any money at all just to try to offset what we're mm -hmm. dealing with the inflation effect? Um, I don't know. No, Carrie? No, not really. You can earn so much, very small amount. Oh. Um, we use the investment. Sorry. Yeah. You read my. I know. That was pretty fun. He kind of works for us, but he doesn't. <laughs> so, um, Carrie Bertoni, treasurer collector, through you, the chair. So, the stabilization funds are held at Bartholomew. They're an investment firm for government banking. There is, you know, I'm not going to get into too much detail, but there are strict rules on what they can invest in and cannot. Um, so, like Jamie has said, it is cash. It's earning very, very little interest. It's so that we can get the funds. We need cash flow and all that, but OPEB is a little different. Um, they come in twice a year, and they go through what they're investing in, their rebalancing that they do. Um, so I can share that um, at a, another meeting. I can I can actually bring their... Yeah, that's something you'll hear me for a while. OK, <laughs> yeah, so I'll provide that information in their report, and I'll show them. So Thank that's a great much. question. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank yep. you. Any other questions? Nice first questions, um, Future agenda items. I'll start. I have one. Two. Um, I'd like to, to have, we never had the assessors here that I can remember. I'd like to have somebody come in and explain to us and, and the chance that someone's listening how they, at what point do they are they triggered to go visit a house, yep. building permit, whatever? Uh, how they come up with the number, and then <coughs> tie it into the financial side, because invariably, unless I'm wrong, the first two tax bills of a year are lower than the second two, because we set the rate in December, correct? That's correct. But it's not really. The second two are higher because they're making up for the first two. Correct. So I'd like someone to add some clarity to that at some point. We will uh, we will invite the Board of Assessors and uh, the Principal Assessor Kevin in, and I have no doubt that he will be more than enjoyed by uh, giving people an overview of assessing. You can go as deep down as you want, well, you know, and, um, and I'm serious. Um, you know, it, it, I think typically it's been hard you know, even at a council hearing, right, you have the tax rate hearing that you're referencing in December, um, and there's only so much time to really dive that deep into assessing, so I think it's a great idea. Well, like, I, I'm that's curious how we, a, a building in Forge Park that's empty. Yeah. How do they come up with a number for that? I know there's something to do with the income of the building and that kind of stuff, but there's big buildings sitting there, and I don't think, I, I'm suspecting they're not paying the same rate that I am, yeah. you know, my man's. So I think they are. 
the same rate. They are paying the same rate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But what's the value? How's the value of the building determined? If it's yeah. occupied, it's one value, I think. If it's not occupied, there's a different value. There's some not as much as you'd think. Well, people tell me all the time, they go, oh my gosh, a business is going to move out of town. <clears throat> what are we going to do? The property taxes are going to plummet. They don't. The value of the building is still the value of the building. The wood that's built out of, the metal, the materials, the asphalt, dirt, whatever the characteristics are. Um, it's largely George, part art and part science. Um, maybe but, can, but Kevin, Kevin's incredible, um, and we all know that Kevin um, absolutely loves what he does. Um, and so the board of assessors are also elected. For those that don't know, so we'll have him in in October. I think it's a great idea. And the only other one that I'd like to chat with is the school committee. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you knew that was coming. It did. Uh, I didn't, but I guessed it. Um, <laughs> we've gone from 6,400 students to 4,700 in uh, not a long time, less than 10 years, I think. And so the enrollment is doing this, but the budget is doing that. And I would just like, you know, what are the unfunded mandates, et cetera? I think they and came I, I to a finance know. committee meeting a couple years ago. Is that right? Yeah, we did. So we'll, we'll we'll talk to the superintendent and see well, if there's, there's a, a new, date. There's a new sheriff in town over there too. So we'll see. <laughs> They'll bring the entourage, I'm sure. Uh, we'll we'll try to find a date in the next few months uh, to have them come in. Anyone else have anybody they'd like to bring in for grilling? <laughs> <laughs> We can't grill Kevin and the assessors. They're our revenue stream. <laughs> so we have to be nice and we'll bring cookies and milk too. Uh, the only other thing um, is the scheduling of these meetings. Sure. And we talked about it briefly before. I would like to get to the point where we have a time and a day or something certain and a time. Not like today at 6 o'clock, the last one was 6.30. Um, I don't, but these, most of these people like work. And it's tough to and, and have kids and kind of schedule around, well, we might meet then. You know, the council meets every other Wednesday at, at 7 o'clock. Planning board, Mondays at 7. Us, well, we'll be sometime. And I'd like it to be a little, a little firmer. We do have a schedule. This one was unique tonight because the council meeting got postponed I last week. Even last year, Jamie, the, the schedule got pushed around. It did? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, at least give them some opportunity to make plans. I mean, one guy, his train doesn't come in until 6.45. He's dead for a 6 o'clock meeting. Right. So, what time do you want to do that? 7? 7, guys? Seven. Yeah. Sure. As long as I could come at 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> they can't, you know? Huh. I just have to say that I'm the new thorn between the two roses here. Phil <laughs> <So>, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like rehearsing that one. Like, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> you know, all I, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, through Mr. Chair, so um, that's fine. Seven o'clock. We will uh, we will send out to because um, there's another 
uh, an eighth, a ninth member being uh, likely appointed tonight at the council meeting. So we'll send the schedules to the new folks, reiterate the dates. In December, usually we do the calendar for next year. We'll do the meetings at seven. I just want to note that an email will be going out from Alicia to everybody. Um, and it's okay if we do it through Zoom, but we have to have another meeting in all likelihood in the next two weeks for a one vote recommendation. Um, and so that should be a quick meeting, but um, if everybody's amenable to Zoom, we can even do it during the day for a half hour really quickly um, during Zoom. I don't expect it to be a very long meeting at all. Okay. Anything else, anyone? Nope. Motion to adjourn through something? Motion to adjourn. Second. Roll call. Roll call. Roll call. Aye. Nicole is aye. 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 Dave. Aye. John. Aye. And John. Aye. I get to do this. Aye. We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. The piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tin Type Tunes in 2008, and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy. By the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.